Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She turned around to the doorway and she looked at me and she said, don't, mummy. And I said, what? She goes, you pushed me. And I said, no, I didn't. I do remember thinking to myself in my mind, what do you want? I'm just like, what do you want? All right. What are you doing? Just tell me. Welcome to The Ghost Files. My name is Karina Machado and I'm the author of Spirit Sisters, Where Spirits Dwell, and Love Never Dies. For decades, I've been listening to ordinary people tell me about their extraordinary experiences with the spirit world. Now, I'm going to share these moments with you, bringing you all new interviews every week with people who have a spooky story to tell. From seeing an apparition, to receiving signs from beyond, and messages from late loved ones, plus so much more. What can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? Find out each week on The Ghost Files. Today's Ghost Files guest emailed me just a few words about something that had happened to her more than two decades ago. Intrigued, I wrote back to ask if we could have a chat. Bella replied that that would be fine, but asked that I please call during the day because she can't speak about it at night. Now I was hooked, as you can imagine. Bella, who lives on the Gold Coast and is the mother of two adult children, is an articulate and thoughtful storyteller who says she surprised herself by reaching out to the ghost files, as it's not something she'd usually do. When you hear her story, you'll be grateful that she did, not only because parts of it are more frightening than anything Hollywood could dream up, but because, to me at least, it speaks of the power we carry within us and what can happen when that power is misplaced. Welcome to the Ghost Files, Bella. Please tell the listeners a little about yourself. Thanks for having me. Um, well, I never used to be, believe in anything, really. I couldn't, um, you know, if I couldn't see it, um, as far as I was concerned, when you die, that's, but I don't believe that anymore. That's for real. Um, as, much, as much as I'm open-minded, I approach everything, um, everything to do with the unexplained with a certain amount of scepticism. And always with a certain amount of, um, you know, if there's a logical explanation, I try to look for that too. So I think that's, that's my approach. Yes, and that's um, something good to have, you know, in your in in sort of your bag there, in your bag of tricks. That's for sure, especially when we're approaching mm. these topics. Okay, so Bella, let's begin with you telling us about what happened. You know, about the experience that so frightened you. Um. Yeah. So we lived in a in a newly built house um there was nothing unusual about it um just an ordinary house in an ordinary street and one day I was walking past the hallway and I looked in my daughter daughter's room she was in there playing and um she didn't see me and she surged forward um it's a little bit hard to explain like her neck pushed forward and she turned around to the doorway and she looked at me and she said don't mummy and I said, what? She goes, 
you pushed me. And I said, no, I didn't. And then she stopped and then she said, Mummy, Doreen just whispered to me. And um, Doreen was the old lady that lived next door. Um, so I just assumed that she meant an old lady and that was a little girl's way of telling me the, the, the tone of the voice. And she said, she said, Bible, Bible. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> Wow. That was all there was to it. I didn't know after that what to make about that, or I asked her some more questions that she couldn't answer. Um, okay. And, so yeah. So Bella. So basically, you were just walking past. You you stopped to admire your little kid, as we do sometimes. Oh, aren't they cute? You know, they're they're playing on their own, and then exactly. you witness this very strange thing where she seems to be pushed by a force that you can't identify and, yeah. and that she then tells you that she's heard a voice that sounds like an old lady's voice because she's um, associating it with your next door neighbour. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It looked like somebody had pushed her. Yeah, it was a movement. Okay. And then what your toddler said to you was Bible, that, that that's the word she heard. Is that correct? Yes. She said it like she said it as if she was repeating it in the slow way of Bible, like that, twice. Yeah. Did the hair stand up on the back of your neck? Um, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 um, was, I instantly wondered, could she see something I couldn't? But she, she just carried on as normal. And was that a strange word, Bible, for her to be talking about? Is this something that she would have um, associated with the household? Um, not at all. She wouldn't know when, what one was. Wow. No. We're not religious in any way, no. Okay. Tell us, how did you process this? What did you think? What happened next? I basically just having coffees and, and catching up with friends and my mum in there, I, of course I told everybody the story and just where you know you just go well that's strange that's weird because there's nothing there's nothing else you can do with that you know Mm. there's just nowhere to go from there and did anything else happen with your daughter like did she ever do anything strange like that again or mention any other unusual words no nothing ever happened more than that after that okay because then something happened with you so pretty unbelievable. Um, I had a girlfriend living with me at the time and was staying with me and I went to bed one night and typically where we live, it's not unusual now and then to have earthquakes. So I thought an earthquake was happening. And um, so I woke up and I turned the light on, which is on the wall above my bed, so it was just there, turned the light on, sat up, and this is typical, again, for um, us to do in our community, and we look look around and you wait, and if it gets a bit bigger, um, as like we were trained at school, you go under your desk or under your bed or stand in a doorway. So I'm looking around, waiting for it to get bigger, or will it calm down and that will be it. As I was looking around, I realised only my bed was moving, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And so um, my brain is trying to figure it out logically. 
how can this happen? It's like, okay, what's going on? Couldn't figure it out. How was was it a very violent moving and was it can you describe what was actually happening? It was like a little bit more than just rocking. Like if if somebody was at the end of a bed and pushing it back and forth, back and forth, it was not vicious. Okay. But definitely not but definitely not passive as well. Okay. And was it so it was moving so back and forth and up and down as well or just no no just back and back forth back and forth okay and it wasn't a wobbly bed either it but it was moving back and forth and that's what woke you up oh yeah <laughs> it woke me up because i instantly thought it was an earthquake so i sat up and waited and then my mind just cannot figure this out mm. something isn't right and so i got out of bed and I instinctively did a wide step out of bed over where you would normally step. I I just, I don't know, like, could something be under there that grabs me like in a movie? I don't know. It felt scary. So I jumped out and I went to my, to the next door that was next to me and I banged on the door and I'm telling my friend, come here, come here, wake up, come here, quick, come here, come here, you've got to see this. She immediately gets up and my door's open and we are now both standing in the door frame of my door watching this bed rock back and forth. Wow. What a moment. <laughs> and I know. And and I, I actually thank goodness for that moment because by now I would still be in my mind, was I going loony? Was I going crazy? This, what? could that have possibly been but because she stood there and watched it as well and again it was very surreal I'm staring at it she's staring at it we stare at each other we're staring at it again and then we start laughing not it's just laughing sort of like (laughs) like uh, very nervously because again what do you do how long did you stand there watching it and how long was it, you know, was the bed shaking for? It would, would have been a good 30 seconds and if you time that, that would be a long time. Yeah. That's what I think. Because yeah. on top of that comes the time that, you know, you were experiencing it by yourself. So all up it's… So it would have yeah. been about a minute or more. Okay. And so at that point you're still trying to rationalise it? Were you still thinking well, it had we... a rational explanation? Well, we were swearing as well. Okay. <laughs> and like all the emotions were coming out and we would we didn't want to go in the room. All the lights are on. This is a bright, well-lit house now. The hall light's on, her light's on, my bedroom light's on. It's brightly lit and we're watching this thing happen. And she said, it has to be a tr- train or a truck. Well, we don't have trains where we are. Um, so I don't know why she said that. Or a big truck, you know, it's like, no, well, there's, we're in a back street. With no, we're not on a main road. Um, it wasn't, we knew it wasn't an earthquake. We just didn't know. So what we ended up doing was it stopped and we had to go to the kitchen and we just had coffees and just didn't know what to do. What time like, was it in the night? Do you remember? Um, it was late. It would have been between 11 and 1. Okay. 
Yeah. And did you go back to sleep in that bed that night? I actually did, and saying that out loud now seems crazy, but we just convinced ourselves that it was a logical explanation, but we don't know what. Okay. And so I slept with the lights on, not very well, mind you, but I did sleep <laughs> and I slept with the lights on okay. for a long time after that. And so how long after the odd experience with your daughter did this happen? It was a couple of months. Okay. But, yeah, it wasn't straight afterwards. And did you link the two events back then? No, not at all. Okay. No. I didn't wonder if what happened to her was the same thing happening to me. I just didn't know. I so, just thought something was in the house, but I didn't know if it was the same thing. And who was living in the home at that time, Bella? Um, at that time, it was just me and the children. Okay, so how many children? Two. Just the, Okay, and you and the children, and at that time you also just had the friends staying in the other room as well. So my friend would come and stay when our children weren't there. Okay. This terrifying experience, which then left you sleeping with the lights on every night, did it, Bella? Every night. Yeah. <laughs> yes, every night. It happened again three days after the first time. Yes, it did. And it was the same, exactly the same thing. Was your friend still there? No. Okay, so how did you cope with that happening again? Um, again, I sat up, I, did, I went through the same motions, I did it again, um, tried to find the logical explanation. Just, I felt like nothing's hurting me, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. I tried to ignore it, close my eyes, had my head, um, you know, I mean, when it stopped, had my head under the covers, keep the lights on, went back to sleep. It happened two more times for a total of three times. Is that correct, Bella? It happened three weeks after that. And um, I do remember thinking to myself in my mind, what do you want? I'm just like, what do you want? All right. What are you doing? Just tell me. So was there a response to your question? No. Because I was just talking to myself. I was scared, but I was also annoyed and frustrated. Bella, now we come to a part of your story that was frankly terrifying to me when you told it to me. At some point in between these instances of the bed shaking, you saw something. This is hard to explain. I, was, I wasn't asleep and I wasn't awake. All of a sudden my eyes opened and right above my head, on an angle looking down at me, was this thing that I can only describe as pure evil. It was bile. It looked like cross between a devil, as we've been presented it in horror movies. Not that I watch them, but I'm not, you know, I've seen enough to know. And a goat. A goat? Yes. What I would say an ugly man and a goat. It had horns coming out of each side of its head that curled. They were shiny or glistening and had bits sticking off it of I don't know what, but it 
just mm. looked yeah, disgusting, like it had been dragged through a swamp or something. And I describe it like I couldn't smell it, but if I could, I would choke with the smell of it because it was that ugly. It sounds unreal and straight out of a horror movie, but they couldn't even make it this bad, I don't think. My Hollywood couldn't. It was absolutely disgusting. Her eyes were red. It was pure hate and pure vile. If I sat up, I would have hit my head on, on its head. It was that close in my face. And so floating above you. It must, how I think of it is it must have been floating, but it was solid. It was not moving at all. It was there and it was commanding my attention. Mm. Whatever it wanted or said, I was going to do it. There was no question. I, w- I, w- I just would have been helpless. It could have said or done anything and I just would have. I can't, I'm sorry, I just, I'm feeling emotional. Like I feel anxiety now that I'm I'm sort of thinking about it and that because yeah. um, it's something I never, ever want to see or experience again. That's for real. Okay. And how long do you think this thing was there with you? It happened quite quickly but it was also in slow motion. Just It felt like some kind of different realm that we were in or something. It, 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 it wasn't like a, a time. It felt like in between. It definitely wasn't a dream, and I definitely wasn't awake. But mm. I, was, I, knew, I knew I was in my bed, and I knew it was above me, and all I could see was its ugly head. And so it spoke to you. What did it say? Don't. Don't. Just one word, is that all it said? It was don't, and then there was a gap, and it said, don't do it or or you'll be sorry. You understood afterward that this was a warning of sorts. Is that right, Bella? Uh, It was definitely a warning. That's for real, yeah. It was definitely clearly trying to, to scare me. What was the warning about? The warning was about not to play around with Ouija boards. Uh-huh. So you'd been doing that? Unfortunately, uh, yes, we had. So how for how long prior to these occurrences in your home had you been playing with the Ouija board? A few weeks at least. Didn't believe in them. Uh, very Again, very sceptical. Just one of those things that the subject comes up and somebody knows a bit of this and somebody knows a bit of that or that happened to someone they know and I'm like, no way, that can't be true. Yeah, I mean, we did it at school and I was with my school girlfriend now growing up and we got talking about it. Yeah, I don't know what we thought we were doing but we thought, let's see if it works because I don't think it does. But it really, really does and... Yeah, to be left alone, that's for real. Yes. So I remember when when we chatted, um, Bella, recently, you said that in a way you became kind of obsessed with the Ouija board. It was taking over your life a little bit. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Um, Being quite sceptical about things myself, um, so were a lot of my friends and, and family members. And so, oh, once it... When it first started working, I mean, we felt silly playing around with this and 
trying to call the afterlife in and everything like that. I mean, of course, it's, you're crazy. But when the glass started moving and nobody was touching it, that's when I was convinced. And from then on in, I had something to prove. So I'm getting everybody and anybody who doesn't believe it to show them and just so I could go, told you, look mm. at that, told you. And, yes, I've, you know, I mean, I've got witnesses and people now that I've even got somebody in my family that won't even, doesn't want to talk about it or bring it up as a joke and they'll say, don't want to talk about that time, don't tell me, don't want to talk about it. Right, right. Mm. So do you feel like the playing around with the Ouija board let in something, you know, that it was a dangerous game? I believe it did. I believe it did. And so did you heed the warning of the creature? Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I certainly did. And and it was really hard because, because, I mean, I know that sounds silly, but I had appointments set up for some more non-believers to come and see that this is real. And I had to turn around and tell them, we can't do it now because a scary thing came and visited me and now I can't do it, you know. And, I mean, what does that sound like? It sounds like a whole lot of, you know what. Yeah. So, oh, sure, she knows. So they, so then they're saying, oh, okay then. And I'm going, yeah, but no, you've got to just trust me. It's true. And so I had to let that go, you know, and mm. and, and that was hard because it's an ego thing. Yeah, so it was a bit of a humbling experience for you. To let that all go. Well, as far as I was concerned then, it was either my life or an ego boost to show that it actually does work. Wow, Bella, my gosh. How do you feel about the Ouija board today? I don't want anything to do with them. I think um, if anybody is listening to what I'm saying now, um, if it just stops one person from using it and going through what I went through. And to me, that was just the tip of the iceberg. iceberg. I mean, if that could happen to me, what more can happen? Do you know what I mean? Of course, and yeah. yeah. Also, too, maybe people can't get hurt physically. I don't know. Maybe that is just in horror movies. But psychologically, you know, that it has an effect Yes, that's a very good point. And yeah, so even for just that at that basic level, it's not worth it. It really isn't. And Bella, looking back from this point of view today, do you think your experience with the little girl, sorry, with your little girl, your toddler, may have been mm-hmm. some kind of warning that you didn't sort of recognise at the time? Well, it is a good point, a good point and a good theory, but I... I don't like to come to any conclusion I, because it's just what I might think or believe. I, I don't know and it's something that I'll probably never know. So did anything like that ever happen again with either seeing something or having that the bed-shaking thing? Well, it was three days, three weeks and three months. Oh, so, that, so that's when it happened, three days later, three weeks later and three months later. Yeah, and then the shaking was never any 
worse or less than what it was. Although it, it, when it when the bed shook, it shook back and forth, back and forth, back and forth like that, and then it would like peter off at the end, you know, mm-hmm. and slow down and stop, just like a bad movie. The last time it did it was the last time, and it never happened again. Thank goodness, huh? Yeah. And then when it didn't happen for um, a decent amount of time, I slowly um, was able to sleep with the lights off again. So how did life change for you after this experience? What did you change in your life? Well, I didn't turn religious because of it or anything like that. But I definitely started praying. You started <laughs> um, praying, yes. I really did. Yeah. Uh, hoping something good would help me and take the evil away, you know. Like I floundered around just trying to find explanations for everything and, and a little bit of paranoia came in. Time goes by, it, it, everything settles down and goes back to normal. Mm. I still look for logical explanations when I hear stories. I would believe there is truth in in some phenomena, but I I think it's a small percentage of everything we see and hear from people around us. Mm -hmm. All I know is is there are no blurred lines with my experience and I never want to experience it again. And, And I know that now from our earlier conversation, you told me you've got a bit of a gratitude practice going every night and... You, you sort of plug into the good. I do. I, I believe with everything that's evil, there's, you know, an equal and opposite amount of good. So um, even though we haven't got all the answers, yeah, you can draw your own conclusions and beliefs from your own experiences, I suppose. Yes, and that's and all we should take- maybe ever should do, yeah. And so, Bella, to close, what can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? Well, that's a million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it will be. I think it will be different for everybody, I guess. I will say what you think you know and believe to be true uh, is just a cork in the ocean. Very profound. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Bella, for joining us on The Ghost Files today to share your absolutely extraordinary experience and I'm sure me and um, Dennis our producer here and all the listeners will be thinking about it for weeks to come (laughs) so thank you thank you so much Bella and uh, we wish you all the very best thanks Karina thanks Dennis thank you for opening up the ghost files with us I'm Karina Machado and we'll be back next week with more true life tales of spooky encounters so please rate review and subscribe It helps others just like you to find the podcast. In the meantime, you can check out my other podcast about mysteries and marvels, Spirit Sisters, based on my best-selling book. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time for more Goosebumps. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.